welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 80. I am your host, M. With me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello. It's video game time. Oh, I forget what those are. Well, we haven't done one of these in, like, two months. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what video games are. I never played one before. Um, we, uh, we took a long time to get this one. We're like, oh, we're going to have extra special time. And then you needed a week extension. So now we're, we haven't recorded in like literally seven weeks. It's a lot. It's Um, been a long time. This was the big RPG, but then like the problem was, uh, the heat wave hit and I cannot have the TV on in this room, uh, when it gets too hot, I might have to look into completely changing the setup and throwing out this receiver because it makes the room too hot. Whereas I finished this game a month ago. (laughs) Also, I played it for like 10 hours and then started again on a different console. Yep, I know. Um, so, bad decisions were made along all axes by me, but the game is finished. So, Jackson, have here. you played any other video game in the last month and a half, two months? Um, I don't. I mean, I played Final Fantasy. Uh, what? I played Final Fantasy. Like, all the way through? No, I played five hours of it. That's not enough to talk about. No, it's a game. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I definitely have played stuff in the last two months, but nothing, I don't know, not, not much. It's been mostly getting anime done for the anime podcast. Oh, I guess. Uh, I mean, look, my list is like a bunch of like iPhone games, so fair enough. I finished Monument Valley 2. It's very good. Yeah, like I played a bunch of... Like, I, I guess I played Mario Tennis in between the last game and this game. Uh, how's Mario Tennis? How much of that are you playing these days? Uh, none. I finished it and then forgot it existed. I played like one night of multiplayer, uh, but uh, everyone else is better than me. And I was like, this isn't fun because everyone else is better than me. Uh, also, the game's only okay at best. Um, and then I stopped playing it. Uh, I thought people really liked that game. It's fine. Um, I think that the part where it's like a meter management game is actually really boring. Uh, after you've played about 10 games and every single game is about getting the super, use your super. Like, that's it. There's not... Like, it made me understand why fighting games have so many fucking buttons all the time. Because if you just have the the move, then everyone just gets the meter and does the move every time. Well, so I uh, was playing Pocket Rumble in the intervening seven weeks, which is a two-button fighting game where all of your supers are very special. Uh, Like, they're just really easy commands. It's like down forward or back forward and a button, Um, one of your two buttons. And then you build meter and you can expend it all by pressing both buttons and sometimes a direction. Uh, And that game, I feel like, does really well in that, like, everyone just uses supers all the time because that's what the game is, but... Because they're all easy to get out and you can do them, you can just spam them, you quickly learn, like, counters for everybody's supers. Like, it's a game that teaches you the high-level game mechanics, like, right off the bat because there's no complex input methods. And I found mm-hmm. that very nice. It made me really want to get into real fighting games. Yeah, I played some, um, uh, played some Pocket Rungable as well for about a couple days. Uh, the, the AI is hilariously hard. Yes, the AI uh, is ridiculous. <laughs> Because um, I know, I know, like a couple people on that team, they like worked really hard on making the AI feel like a real person, and it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did it, yeah. and now no one can beat that game. It's great. It's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, the, that game simplifying down, finding games into something that people can understand, like, it's been very smart about retaining the like, the complexity where it matters. Yeah. Uh, it's not you don't just have your one super. You have at least four moves at any given time, and each character is basically an entire different game in terms of how like varied they control like because the game's so simple they can get really out there in terms of like different meters different mechanics for each character yeah 
There are not six Kens. No. Speaking of six Kens, because of our uh, enjoyment of Pocket Rumble, uh, my partner was like, oh, you should get that Street Fighter collection. And so that's coming. We're going to play a bunch of Street Fighter. Uh, I agreed to it. This is what love is, because I don't even like Street Fighter. You're going you're gonna to get into Street Fighter. She really likes Street Fighter, so. Okay. That's, I've that's never fine. I've never played uh, Street Fighter 3, so I'm interested in that. Um, I assume we're going to get it on PS4, right? On the console yes. that isn't $5,000. Uh, yeah, I'm getting it on PS3 because, uh, or PS4, because the idea of playing Street Fighter with a pro- Joy-Cons <laughs> and a Pro Controller makes me want to die. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fun. Um, enjoy the Street Fighter. I will. Street Fighter's fine. I, don't know. I played a lot of Street Fighter 4. Uh, I never got oh. good, but I did play a bunch of it. Yep, I bought uh, the HD two when it came out on 360 or whatever, and mm-hmm. realized that I didn't know the first fucking thing about Street Fighter. <laughs> Got my yeah. ass hit. It went online, did not win a single match. I probably played 100 matches, did not win a single one. Uh, <laughs> and then I bought four when it came out because Giant Bomb's enthusiasm is infectious and makes you make bad decisions. And uh, I just thought that game was ugly as fuck. <laughs> so... It is ugly as fuck. Well, I went to a midnight launch and bought Street Fighter 4 uh, because giant bombs enthusiasm yes. is infectious as fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't. I didn't go launch? to a midnight launch, but I did get the collector's edition. <laughs> okay, I didn't do that. <laughs> so I fucked up in my own special way. The midnight launch was a tournament, also, which obviously I lost in the first round. Yeah, um, because I didn't know how to play Street Fighter. But this led to a comedy scene of us downloading the trial for Street Fighter Two HD. Uh, me and Charlie, my friend Charlie from Renfield, um, who. Uh, you know, neither of us knew what Street Fighter was, and we were sitting there like not knowing how to do a fireball, pressing the buttons, going, "This doesn't make any sense. Is the new game going to be like this?" Uh, and the answer was yes. We all died. I did do a focus attack in the tournament, and everyone did. I got a big cheer. I got a big Evo cheer from the twelve people at the game station. You didn't know how to do a fireball. Even I know how to do a fireball. I had ne- I had never seen Street Fighter before. I didn't know the concept of what it was, and like I remember the um. Were you like eight? What happened here? I don't understand. I mean, this, this was two thousand and eight, so I would have been fourteen. Oh God! Uh, maybe fifteen. Two thousand nine. It would have been February two thousand nine. So I'd have been just turned fifteen in November. Okay. Um, I had never seen Street Fighter before, outside of probably Evo Moment thirty seven with no context. Um, and I think the thing that tripped me up was that all the inputs were like arrows, right? It wasn't motions in the in the tutorial menu. Um, yeah. So I was just pressing, you know, down, down, left, uh, left, fireball. Oh, Mortal uh, Kombat. Yeah. No, I was doing that because, like, you, that's how you do buttons. You press the... Because I, I played Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk is my introduction to fighting games. Mm. I, when Street Fighter 2 was big, I bet on Mortal Kombat. That's who I was, so. How you feeling about your bet? You know, uh, 20 years later, still pretty good about my bet. Still pretty Mortal good, Kombat. yeah. Is pretty cool. Street Fighter seems pretty dumb. I don't know. Uh, I wish I wish I could like wrap my head around Street. I guess we're gonna try. This is this is the thing I'm going to try. Uh, wake me up when they make a new Virtual Fighter because that's where the real shit is. That's the fighting game I really got into. <laughs> that's the spell you need to cast on yourself to like live forever. You just never wake up. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking lie in a coma for a thousand years waiting for yep. Virtual Fighter. <laughs> uh. That is my one genie wish, and then it's just me at the end of the fucking universe. The sun engulfs the earth, and I'm lying there waiting for Virtual Fighter. Still can't wake up. No. No. Oh. 
Uh, I mean, I also want to do rival schools, so I don't know which one of those is more likely. Rival schools. Really? I don't think that's true. Mm, they're gonna, so they're rival... gonna, they're gonna try Darkstalkers and blow everything up with that first before they ever get to rival schools. I just assume Capcom is more likely to eventually go into all the wells before Sega. Um. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to say, right? But then Sega, again, like, Sega's know... such a weird company, and Virtua Fighter was in Yakuza, and like, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, right, Virtua Fighter rules. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've been saying that forever. No one's listened. Um, yeah, I wonder how... I, I Yes, okay, that's fair, because I know it's in Yakuza, but that could mean nothing. They could just be putting it in Yakuza forever and never put it out on its own. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I just wonder if maybe that, like, there was an uptick in the fandom of Virtua Fighter when people were reminded that it existed. Because nothing Sega has done in the intervening, like, ten years would convince you that Virtua Fighter ever existed. No. How long has it been? It's been 2012 since that, like, version of the Virtua Fighter 5 that you hate because it took out the one thing you like about Virtua Fighter? Yeah, it took out the, uh, the like, arcade quest mode thing, yeah. Like, it still uh, has all the fighting that is good, but it took out the structure that makes Virtua Fighter cool. Yes, because the thing with those games on, like, PS2 and the first 360 release is that they, like, basically used like basically put drivatars in it of like arcade players in Japan and you just go around these arcades from a map and you play endless matches against people who like have a certain fighting style uh based on what their character profile was uh and just endless variations like you were touring the arcades of Japan beating people at Virtua Fighter it's very God, good that's so good why would yes. they take that out of yeah. the like only version you can buy anymore yep rip yeah Tell me about it. I, I mean, I like last month I bought a copy of Virtua Fighter 4 for the PS2 and I've had a decent time with it. All right, you got Katamari and you got Virtua Fighter. Yep. The, the two PS2 games, games, that, games matter. that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also played some Katamari this month. Mm-hmm. I really need to get back to that. I just, uh, you know, it's really weird, like sitting down to play a console where I have to, like, make sure I turn it on before I sit down. It's tripped me up multiple times. Oh, you, this, this is how it was back in the day. Yeah, I know, but it's not been that way for a minute. You know, you have to have a cord for the controller. The cord, uh, like my my uh, my Xbox controller that's plugged in my PC is corded, so like that doesn't fr- trip me up. It's specifically the turning the console on and off manually. You can't just press the button on the controller. Yep. Like a normal console for adults. Yeah, I, I have to get up to turn it off when I'm done, and not just turn it off and then lay on the couch for a half an hour while the TV auto shuts off because nothing's on it. Because <laughs> you could stand up and do things, but why would you? No, I never know where the remote is. I just turn the console off, and then I'm reading Twitter, and then the TV eventually turns off because 15 minutes without anything on it, and it just shuts off. Yep, yeah, yeah. that's how it is here as well. <laughs> yep, this is this is what modern living is. <laughs> you, modern living is sitting in places reading Twitter, waiting for something else to happen. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, when I yeah. decide to do that, it's usually in my break time from being incredibly busy, because lately we've both been incredibly busy, so. Well, that's true, we, we did decide to run a huge podcast network, podcast network in, like, as a part-time job. Yep, on top of my full-time job. On top of you, I don't have a full-time job, uh, which makes things a little lighter for me, but only a little. Uh, I bet if you had a full-time job, you would find it easier to manage the podcast, actually. You know what? <laughs> you knew me when I had a job briefly, and I was, like, kind of structured. I don't remember this at all, actually. You knew me when I had a job. I don't remember this. No, I have my... Because you, you do, because it really annoyed you, because I couldn't stay up late on Skype. I don't... I literally don't remember this, Jackson. 
And I, I knew that it was getting close to uh, like time to leave because at 2 o'clock every morning or 2 o'clock every workday, uh, you would wake up and then I, I, my, the rest of my work day would be way more interesting because I could talk to someone. Okay. Now I get up before you by multiple hours. That's that's not a like a normal thing. That's just a recent development in the last couple of months. Look, I've moved. It's been very stressful. It, it's oh, Let's talk about the video game, actually. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a short break, and we will be back to talk about our game club this month, which is Final Fantasy X-2. It's Final Fantasy X-2, uh, which is the sequel to Final Fantasy X. It is Square's first direct Final Fantasy sequel. This Wikipedia page says not to be confused with Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I am uh, not confused. <laughs> so, a little bit behind the sausage before we get on with this. Uh, eventually, I think November, we're going to play Final Fantasy XII. November, yes. And I finished X-2 and decided to just start that early because I want to do all the side stuff because I've never did it when that game came out originally. Uh, that's not the reason. The reason was because you were this close to buying Octopath Traveler and you were both, like, wait. Both things were true. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, they were true, but I needed to let everyone know. Um, I did not buy Octopath Traveler, thank God. You did. Haven't touched it, so. Well, it's because my Switch broke. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would never confuse these two because I can't think of two games that are more different than each other in every <laughs> conceivable way. Yep. Uh, came out in 2003 in Japan. Uh, came in 2004 for me. Um, but we played the we played the HD version. Um, yeah, 
uh, which has a bunch of extra stuff that you never do, that you never even touch. Fiend battles. What is this? Uh, you can. I did a little bit of it actually because I. You can unlock uh, the psychic dress sphere way early. Oh, if I. You do I did. Early. I did unlock the psychic dress sphere. I did do that. Yeah. Um. Because um, you can do it in just playing the game, but you can do it way earlier if you just do that. So. Yeah, it was one of my first dress spheres. Yeah, it's a really powerful one to get, and the festival also really powerful ones to get really early. Uh, yeah. Both those were added to this international release. This is based on the international version, um, which is a misnomer because it's just the one they put back out in Japan after the game was very successful with extra shit in it. Uh, yeah, no, people who know video games know what international means, but it means the Japan exclusive version every time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because video games are stupid. Yep. Uh, so, Final Fantasy X-2, trying to summarize this, when we did ten, I wrote down like a very neat, tidy summary, because ten is like the most expansive game on Earth when, until you try to summarize it. This I did not do for this. It's been two years since Yuna saved everyone from Spira. Titus is gone, of course, because he never really existed. Uh, and <laughs> Yuna has decided, instead of trying to like lead her people, she's going to go and be a sphere hunter, which is a new, like group of people that are rushing out into the world now that there isn't religion and machina threatening everyone everywhere to go rummage through what used to be holy relics for information out, out of these spheres because there's no more like faith to worry about um and they find a sphere that has a strange looking guy on it who looks a lot like titus but the spheres are all really bad quality so it's like, oh, could this be Titus? And it has sent Yuna on an adventure. Uh, she is competing with a rival Sphere Hunter group called the LeBlanc Syndicate. Uh, you tour through Spira, seeing where everyone is two years later, uh, as Spira has like devolved into a Cold War factional conflict between New Yevon, which is old Yevon, but with kids running it, or the Youth League, which is a bunch of kids manning all the guns that were left lying from the uh, people trying to stop Sin, or uh, the Machine Faction? That's what they're called, right? Yes, the Machine Faction, not Makeda. Which is just what all bed uh, rebranded themselves so people wouldn't be racist against them, basically. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's Yuna, it's Riku, and it's a new lady named Pain, who is very mysterious and taciturn. And you find out uh, that back in Operation Meehan in Final Fantasy X, where they tried to stop Sin with a bunch of guns and it failed spectacularly, uh, the leaders of these three factions, Nuj, Baralai, and Gipple, and Payne were all soldiers who had been uh, misused by some strange force that existed, that like haunted this battlefield. And that strange force was Shuyin, who is the ghost of a Blitzball, stop me if you've heard this, a Blitzball star from Xanarkin a thousand years ago, who fell in love with a summoner uh, who was being used to stop Sin, and both of them uh, were killed in trying to stop the tide of the war that was happening. Uh, sounds a lot like characters we know from the last video game, and this video game. Uh, but Shuyin has now haunted every, like, Spira for a thousand years with his revenge, and now that, like, all of the religion and faith in Sin is gone... Uh, he can actually claim power in this weird power vacuum, and he is trying to use the ultimate Machina Vegna gun, which was this giant gun dragon that had been built uh, during this war. Um, and you have to stop him, and they they stop him because it's a video game in which you do the good thing and save the world, of course. Yep. Dress spheres, Jackson. Tell me about the mechanics of this video game. Tell me about dress spheres. When summarizing the plot, what you did was you summarized the first five minutes of the game and maybe the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game is structured wildly. Uh, 
And I guess we'll get into dress spheres. So um, it's structured wildly along multiple axes. First of all, the uh, battle system is completely redone. Um, Ten Two had this really cool battle system that was entirely about like. Uh, essentially build around Titus as a time mage, right? It was about turn orders and making your characters go in various orders and switching between roles in order to make sure you have, like, you could use any party member at any time if you switch people in and out. This uh, is three characters the entire time and you can switch between jobs, which are dress spheres. So you have cute outfits for all your jobs. It's where that came from. I mean, would there, I hear other games have this because, like, you have little, your, your sprites change in five. Yeah. Um but it's just a nice uh, version of that. It's, it's very elaborate. Uh, some would say too elaborate, as it takes about 15 seconds to change fucking job uh, in battle. Um, but it's fine. Uh, and the battle system is back to being an ATB system again. And it's uh, it's very overly complicated with how you learn with how you learn skills. But the, like actual battling is just regular ATB stuff. Well, the interesting thing is because it's ATB, the battles themselves would feel way faster if changing your dress sphere did not feel like the slowest thing on earth. <laughs> changing the dress sphere and like it pauses for a lot of big he- animation heavy enemy attacks. Like this is the peak of PS2 bloat. Yes. Because like, they designed 10 in a different way to account for that. Like, that's why 10 got the um, like time-made system. It moved faster than 9 did by like a huge margin. This takes it back again. Just slow animations and huge attacks and everything. And you can turn off the dress fair animations as, like, as much as you can. It'll play, them, it'll play each transition once, and then we'll never play it again. But that's still, it's somehow still too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it is a job system that is a very directly between Final Fantasy V and Final Fantasy XIII in style. Yeah. Um, but does not have the speed of either game and just ends up feeling, uh, ponderous, I think is the word I would use. Because, so Final Fantasy V, you can't change in battle, right? Yeah, absolutely like, not. Because I, I, I played enough of that game to, like, enjoy it. It, it. They just added classes to Final Fantasy IV. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, and um, Final Fantasy Thirteen is all about changing. Like the, changing your job is the, your main action. It's more important than your attack because you just hit auto battle every time. Yeah. Um, and that's like the 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 game. This tries to manage like merge both of these into one ATB thing. It's too much because. Uh, so what you've got? You've got like, you've got your uh, regular moves of whatever. Um, dress fear you have currently activated, but you also have a garment grid which is. A specific setup through which you put your dress viz on you can assign those to uh, specific characters these garment grids uh, have two special functions the first of which is gates you can pass through to unlock uh, like buffs to your character so if yep. you change from one dress sphere to another and go through a red gate because they're all aligned on like a, a, a little grid it's a little grid it's not just a menu um then you can get like plus 10 strength but then if you line up every single line in the garment grid so that means not just hitting every dress sphere but changing every dress sphere in every like possible situation uh like because these dress spheres often have a lot of grids and different like like you can have two lines going off one grid to other other uh spheres um and if you light up all of those in one battle then you activate your special dress sphere uh the way you actually do this is to <coughs> <coughs> Well, you actually do this is uh, to equip the dress sphere that is a single line. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Because why would you ever have the time to do it in any other battle except maybe like the final bosses? Yeah, like basically you'd have to be doing it on accident. <laughs> um, but 
all of these things like take a long time so like if you are actually going to get the benefits of um switching between all these classes all these dress spheres all these buffs and special dress spheres and stuff uh you you're, it's just something they're never going to engage with because it's it too it just makes the battles too cumbersome and it's easier to just beat everyone anyway because you're stronger than most regular enemies if you like play all the content um, mm-hmm. no one gives you too much of a challenge which means you have to go out of your way to grind everything because in, on top of this the AP system is terrible um, this is not a game for humans I love a lot of this game but they did not make the part that you play for human beings unfortunately so on top of all of this battle system <laughs> yeah. being complicated the actual game itself is you are on your ship the which one is in this game it's the, is Celsius this the, okay because the last one was Fahrenheit and 10 uh <laughs> yes that's the that's the thing there uh you're on the celsius and you go and you choose from a map the locations of final fantasy 10 and sometimes they have missions there and sometimes they don't have missions labeled on them but you should go there anyway because there's missions there for you to do uh and you go and you get a mission and it literally goes mission start and gives you the thing you need to do and then you do it and it goes mission clear and you go back to your ship uh and you do that until you hit the ones that are story relevant and then it kicks you to the next chapter but in between you go around the entire world five times and talk to everyone and see where everyone's at and part of that is like really great revisiting spiro which is the best final fantasy world that's ever been created oh, uh, by no like contest yeah <laughs> like uh, it's crazy ha- like going from this to 13 is especially much of a bummer in, in a, the sense of like 13's world being so kind of contextless and like read it all in the menu this is the most like grounded uh a final fantasy world has ever been i guess like arguably outside of we just made fantasy worlds but they don't count this is a specific place that they made well like part of part of it is because you're building off 10 right if the 10 2 existed without 10 it would also be contextless and bad but instead you're going you can just run down the pilgrimage road again and see everybody and talk about where pe- things are at two years later right yeah but i would i would have said this about 10 as well i mean the world is it like i think the world that they made in 10 is like incredible yes but re- like you need the like if yes. you just chose the locations off a map and got you to narrating about this place is a weird uh like they run games here it's a big open area and you didn't know what the calm lands were none of this would matter well yeah so uh, i was thinking about 13 a lot in the opening because it has a terrible opening for like anyone who hasn't like if you don't know what's going on and can't infer what's going on they don't explain until about five hours in she just comes in and is like yes. i'm a sphere hunter what do sphere hunters do we hunt spheres and that's this and i'm like back up yuna please explain anything um and it's fine because you like already like the characters and are invested in this journey yes uh, but the way that they're just like it's fine we're square enix we don't need to like do regular storytelling stuff mm-hmm. um and like it would hoist them later they were fine for now though this game yeah. did uh but also that means while you're going around doing missions sometimes you're just like in this weird shooting gallery mini game for an hour trying to beat the guy's high score or yeah. have to run around playing this dumb coin number math game or collecting cactars from across the globe or uh pairing up monkeys in xanarkin to try to thwart oh, a capitalist enterprise monkeys. uh this is a game that very much built on giving you a thousand like one-off mini games in a way that like we when we way back when we played seven and we talked about like oh they got to experiment with a bunch of different forms and how cool that was and like it's sad that final fantasy isn't that anymore uh maybe there's a reason final fantasy isn't that anymore <laughs> because 10 2 leans into that so hard it becomes like difficult to parse as a video game sometimes so yeah so like there's no 
it's not even the mini games. I mean, certain, some of the mini games are terrible. Is the thing some like, of the mini games terrible, are really on, terrible, and they go on too long. Like that monkey situation was unbearable. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a bunch of mini games that I never even did for all the like PR stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're all terrible. Uh, like I don't know. They don't have the feel of some. So you, like you go to um seven right and you have the snowboarding mini game and that's not a mini game that you find on a map that's a thing that you do because you went snowboarding <laughs> like I mean, they give true. they give that like context that the stuff in fantasy fantasy 10 2 just doesn't have it f- when you're playing it it feels like a game that they filled with content so you could have the content yeah um, worth noting this game was made in a year turned around very quick after 10 yeah sure was yeah um, uh, which is why they, they reused every asset to the point where characters are described as having a physical <laughs> appearance that does not match the character model. This is doubly funny because basically they spend the entire game calling Waka fat and they haven't and, even bothered and to Lulu make Lulu is Waka. extremely pregnant and neither of those things are true. <laughs> so this is hilarious for the entire game because that, that is like neither of those things are true. They denied us Big Boy Waka. I am so furious. Yes. Um, but then you get to the end of the game where they show up in a CG cutscene. Yes. <laughs> and they still look the same. Yes. <laughs> they didn't generate oh. new assets for that. Are you kidding me? No, no. Incredible stuff. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. But because this game is full of mini games and missions and uh, like very specific orders in which to do things, it becomes maybe the worst offender of a game built to be played with a guide that you would purchase which i've heard the guide for this game is actually not even that good uh but you know in the internet era by the 2003 i was gonna look at that stuff on a game faqs let's be real well i think the guide wasn't good because they handed it to the guide company and it was final fantasy 10 2 and they didn't have the guide yet <laughs> yeah fair enough um, but Yes, so like, because it's not just weird mini games that you can do at any time. It's also all of these things. Uh, could any one of these mini games could be a prerequisite for a story beat in four chapters time? Any one of them could be like a thing that you need to do before you do another thing, or it might clear off, like, stop you from getting a dress fear that might stop you from doing this. Um, like, there's no sense of trust between the like player and the game that it'll all be okay, right? Like, you need. I tried to play this game without a guide. Um. Uh, I warned you. I, literally, when we started playing RPGs three years ago, I was like, when we get to 10-2, you have to use a guide. But it makes it not fun to play, because I am literally checking the guide every 10 seconds. Like, I do one thing, I check the guide. I do Yeah, no, thing, I, I literally... Check- so I played this game on my PC, and I had my computer here, and in front of me, right next to this microphone I'm speaking into right now, I had my iPad open with the guide that I could just glance at every time I was doing something. That would be the best way, because I played uh, it, like either on the couch or in bed because i had the playstation version so i played some of it on the vita um mm-hmm. which was nice but then, like i had to like balance my um ipad up in bed uh it just wasn't like it wasn't as convenient as i can see how like having it on your desk and having it in another win or another window or something is the best way to do it because there's really no other way to deal with the amount of stuff you have to do because like for example on the third screen of the game, if you miss a thing, you cannot get 100% completion. Yes, which requires you to take a detour that otherwise gives you nothing. There's no signposting. And in fact, you're in the middle of a story mission where you're chasing someone down. Yeah, you are chasing someone down. And also, if you didn't know that, that way was there and you weren't like actively remembering, oh, wait, this is a map from Final Fantasy X. There's a way off to the left here. Uh, there were, you, why would you go there? There's no, there's no reason to go there. And when you do go there, it doesn't give you any sign of why that would be an important thing to do until... Um, 
like a mission four missions from now and i get that the reason for that is like there's a flashback thing that so maybe for example you say say you go through the game the first time and you remember i remember when i was a moogle i wonder if that moogle was there then you go check that at the beginning of the game i like that's the only thing i could see it being designed for. which is which is which is a neat idea but the part where looking at that moogle like in minute 15 is part of your percentage completion it makes it intolerable yeah. And like I get that you're not meant you're not meant to get hundred percent the first time through this game. Yes, like, but asking someone to complete an RPG twice to see all the stuff is also intolerable. Yeah, no, and it's 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 bad along all way. And also because the stuff is so arbitrary, if you finish um because you keep your completion percentage, right? As you go into yeah. the next as a new yes. game plus. But if you don't know what one thing you didn't do <laughs> in your new game plus, you are still fucked. Uh, so from what I can tell, if you give the, cause at the end of chapter one, you're given a sphere and you're asked who to give it to giving the sphere to the other faction in your next playthrough basically will almost guarantee you get a hundred percent unless you really didn't do everything the first time through. But I mean, if you, if you weren't, do, if you weren't following God on the first time through and you just went yeah, through sure. And but you like, with, like, you're still going to, you're still going to be relatively high in terms of percentage. And I, from what I could gather, looking at the internet, giving the sphere to the next group very much pushes your percentage up. Well, I was following the guide exactly, and at a point I was kind of like a, a percent and a half behind the guide at all times. I couldn't figure out what I actually missed. Yeah. Or what I had done. Like, had I skipped a cutscene? Was I was, a, I was a 0.10% behind the guide, and then it evened out towards the end, and I was very confused. Okay, maybe that was similar to me. Because there was a point where it's like, you should be 8%. I'm like, I am 7% right now. What happened? I did everything. Because this yeah. is early enough where I couldn't have missed anything. Um, so it's just a lot of that. Uh even if like the like whenever it gets to a main mission, it's like really good the game. <laughs> yeah, but the part where you play it is frustrating. Part of this is like the expectations for these games have changed. Uh, this many missable things would just be infuriating. Like people just complain to the point where they would like patch it out in twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they would. Some say they did. I don't know. Yeah. Like I haven't played fifteen, but they, that but, game still yeah. hasn't been finished being patched. But also like the way in which we like devoured like the way we ate like finished games was different back then it was but also like this stuff got built into the game like sure every single huge video game has an entire like codex with like guides and hints and um like you know big stack collections of it would be put into like a one of three things have you done this like these content lists that you that are in the game that you can follow That's every true. game has a quest tracker now yep um, you're not wrong and J- jrpgs just didn't have quest trackers for yeah. the longest time uh that's fair you're not wrong there uh but yeah it's weird i don't know um because there's a lot of ways that this the choice to make the game how they did is like pays off in cool ways it, it brings back the pantomime of final fantasy that went away with 10 because yeah, it was too high this, budget and this talking. game has like six cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got like six cutscenes and the the the, the cutscene cutscenes are still too talky and the problem isn't there's a voice acting the voice acting's fine the problem is what it was with 10 which is that every single line has the line and then a five second pause before the next line yes uh and it or it like i understand why some of the reaction to this game was so awful i guess like obviously most of it's people being shitty and sexist yes if you were if if it is a game about everyone hanging out and being friends and they do their like friendly banter dialogue and there's a five second pause between every line which is what this game is it's a bar i get it Mm -hmm. um but when there, there are sometimes when there's no dialogue and it's just like you go up to there's a sequence in um 
uh, Guadalajara when you go into LeBlanc's uh, mansion, and it's great because like it ends in a stupid um, <laughs> like massage sequence, which is like trying to be sexy but just plays as quaint at this point. Like, come on, like ah. Yeah, what, like, what, it, like even even in two thousand four, anime horny had kind of been a different thing. But uh, like I remember that time being like, oh, this game's got some stuff in it. Hmm. And replaying it, I was like, I wonder how that <laughs> stuff plays. And it's actually just the most ridiculous nonsense. It was a good time. She's just being like, oh yes, Nuji Wuji, Lamau. And but the, like the prelude to that scene is a bunch of like going back and forth between rooms trying to like deliver. Um, like chores as you sneak into this base uh, and it's a lot of back and forth pantomime stuff it's not like to the level of the letter scene from Final Fantasy 9 which is I think of as a highlight of this um, no but it's definitely in the same ballpark and I was glad to see it back yeah it was a lot like uh, Cloud running around in the like soldier uniform <laughs> yes. in Jinin Harbor in 7 <laughs> oh 7's a perfect video game <laughs> yeah it's not but god no yeah. uh but yeah, so the impression people got of this game when it came out was some people really liked what it was doing. Some people really disliked the shift in tone to, like, say what you will about 10, good or bad. It is a very somber game most of the time. Uh, and this game opens with pop music and everyone just kind of running around doing goofy missions in a world that's kind of moved on from that. Um, and so some people found that tone uh, very, like very frictive to their experience i thought it was great a lot of people think it was great and then there were people being like oh a game where you play as three girls stupid i'm not gonna play this dumb girl game they get in dress spheres that's gross and stupid yep. I, uh, I remember all great. of that happening it was a bad time you who had already watched sailor moon was like over this shit um yeah i guess so i wasn't really watching anime in 2004 though sure but like watching all the boys discover like anime right like yeah. <laughs> is what it kind of is on some level yeah, I suppose so. Like, sometimes so. the girls are the heroes. It's fine. Calm down, everyone. They sing uh, songs. Yeah. They do sing songs. There's, there's, you know, it is a pop musician now. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. of. But also, it's weird because, like, the, the hubris of someone to be, like, mad about the tonal shift. Uh, like, how could you do this to my Final Fantasy? When Final Fantasy began with... Uh, Final Fantasy X began with Otherworld? Like, piss off. You have no ground. Now, you see, Otherworld <laughs> is cool. And this is bad. It's good when everyone discards the tone of a series for the thing that I like. Yes. <laughs> it's bad when they do it for something else. Yep. Straight up. Yep. So yeah, it's it's weird because I'm playing this. I so I played it mostly on PC. I played a lot of it at two times speed because you could do that. Uh, I played almost every boss battle in Overdrive because why would I actually fight the bosses? So I had a pretty good time playing Ten Two. <laughs> it's high, highly recommend to play the game if you have a PC that can run it. You going through it the old fashioned way uh, ooh, ooh. seemed like a bad time. I was having a bad time. I was having a bad time. So. The, the problem is the grinding on a lot of spots, right? So I um, went through the game and I was doing pretty well most of the time um, because the game's not hard. But what that means is that also going through the game doesn't actually prepare you for when it does get hard. You yeah. have to go out of your way and not just grind in battles, but like go out of your way and do a bunch of AP grinding, which you need to not only equip a dress sphere, but also do actions from that dress sphere in order to get AP. Uh, and if you don't have the AP egg, then you're fucked. And I didn't have the AP egg because you, you could only get that in chapter 5 and you had to play a bunch of Blitzball to get it. And fuck that. Um, so it becomes an impossible thing. Uh, 
and you get into these later dungeons, you could just hit a boss that your build doesn't work for, and you don't have an ability in one on one of the um, dress spheres to like counter, uh, and then you're done. There is a boss um, in the Calm Lands that was at the end of a dungeon um, that didn't have a save point in it. I googled it after like two days of being stuck, and apparently you can leave the mission, save, and come back. And it won't reset the mission. But the, the prompt it gives you is, as you go walk to the save point, is, do you want to abandon the mission? Yeah, I also tried to leave and save. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just turn on overdrive. And it it, it worked, surprisingly. And I... <laughs> it's that surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas I obviously just was like, oh, I, I don't want to lose my progress. I'm just going to go beat this boss. I'm pretty good at this point. Um, and it had a... It had a uh, attack that set every single person in a party to one HP and one MP, and also it could poison you. Yeah. Um, and like the way one character with a ribbon was fine, uh, but everyone else got owned. Um, and then like I couldn't Phoenix down everyone up in time before he killed everyone, uh, because not only did um, was he powerful, he also had like a minion next to him that you couldn't target for some reason, uh, even yeah. though it was a separate character as part of the boss. Um, which was fine. I beat it eventually, but it literally took three days of being stuck on this thing, yeah. uh, and it was because of the the like thirty minute lead up to the boss. Eventually, I did get a save point right before the boss, and eventually beat him. Um, but God, and like, there was stuff like that. There was a there was a boss in the um, Crimson Cave, or it's called the Den of Woe. I think it is. Yeah, it's a hard fucking boss. Um, uh, I did beat it. I beat it. Yeah, you get a really um, good cutscene for beating it. So, oh, it's such a good cutscene. Yeah. I can't believe that's an optional scene. Yeah, I know, right? Because it seems that's... very key to what that game is. It's like the reveal of what's going on in the game. Yeah, it's all about uh, Nuge and Barlai and Pain and Gipple meeting Shu Yin in Operation Mian. And like when you go to them at the end of the game, like it is assumed you know this stuff, and like I did know that stuff. I figured it out. Yeah, uh, it's not a complicated game. I can piece together the plot, but there, you would have to do a lot of piecing together and leaving the actual emotional beats beside if you just did the main plot. Yeah, we'll talk about the plot when we're done complaining about this stuff because the plot stuff <sighs> is all good. But yeah, so I went through the game and it just was—it was just a nightmare. And yeah. it just like I—I I ended up playing it for over fifty hours and barely finished it. Like it—that uh, is including the fact that I had to start it again. Also, um, but. Yeah, I should have kept going on PC. I should have found a way to make the like heat stuff work. Should have blown up should, the sun. Should have blown up the sun. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll see. Oh, I will do some tests about the heat in this room before I decide what I do for twelve. Whether I play on PC or PS4. I'm playing that game on PS4. Uh, I think that would be fine. Um. I mean, I I don't need. I don't plan to do the like cheating stuff. I want to play it. that game. Seems yeah. much more manageable as a video game. Yes. Also, they made adjustments to the like insane difficulty. Yeah, like, that's been my experience so crazy. far. The bosses for twelve. I remember being very hard in two thousand six, and I am just stomping through that game now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, also like better at playing video games than two thousand six me, but still. Oh yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, I like it. I I was kind of shocked that this was just a game that they released and they like expected you to do all this stuff, which yep. uh, times were different. Um, and I like I expect that from like older games. Uh, but I feel like even you know, the games like Final Fantasy six or seven weren't like this crazy. No, um, I mean we played those games. They're not that crazy. They're I, not that part crazy. Of the, part of this is like I don't, like to me. It's like this game was built for. Uh, like a lot of people, I remember ten being one of those games where I the first time I heard someone put a thousand hours into an RPG was Final Fantasy X. Um, Ooh, how? And, uh, like maxing out the sphere grid and stuff. 
like getting every like replacing all the things and getting oh, everyone no. fully upgraded and stuff. But there's no point. <laughs> there's no point. But like the idea of like internet super fandom was a thing by the time this game came out. And I think that has as much to do with it as anything, right? Like Square well, makes the game for who they think the maximal player is, and that happens to be like nobody normal. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that that like it, that was along every single part of the game. So yes. there's like there's so it's not only we've got a bunch of complex battle systems and a big dungeon you can go through and like if you want to grind to everything we've like structured that better than ten, uh, which would have been fine because I think that's what last mission is on some some level. Yeah. Um But it's it's that combined with the like structure of the game being like every single thing is missable and if you don't follow a guide you're screwed uh combined with every single thing that is missable is like a hour-long mini game that could be one of the worst things you've ever played in your lives combined with the fact that because it's such a um, sprawling structure you don't know at any point if you're going to be like ready for the boss that you're about to hit like there's a little thing in the corner that says like whether like a one to five star how hard is this um but even that's not really reliable like you no. don't know if you're going to have the skills you because it just goes by level and you doesn't know what ap grids you've like leveled up at this point it doesn't know what dress phase you've been using there's no way to know if you're like you could build anything and the game could throw anything at you there's no way to be prepared for like what the game is without spending hours grinding so you have like a base uh yeah. for all occasions um it has made me appreciate why games do not have such an open structure like this like rpgs you go to the next dungeon yes they design these things to be in order because that's the, like, they know what you have. The enemies are about four levels higher than you. And by the time you're done with the dungeon, you're like about two levels higher than them and stomping them. Yep. Dragon quest. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So you want to talk about the stuff that's good, which is everything yeah. else? Yeah. Let's talk about the stuff that's good. Cause there's a good game in here. So Yuna, at being the summoner who lives, goes on to become a pop idol because she's haunted <sighs> by the ghost of a summoner who didn't. That is our opening bit here. Uh, that isn't explained for about... 20- I'm still annoyed at you saying the summoner who lives, by the way. <laughs> Fair um, but that's uh, literally what she is. Like, all the rest of the summoners who have failed their pilgrimage are also just around and like, oh, well, I guess that's all over. None of us none of us accomplish anything. And everyone goes up to you and like, you did it, you did it, you saved the whole world. And you're just like, I, uh, go away, leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, um, what in the, all of them are kind of just like in this weird shiftless space because all of them are just ready to die, Yuna included. Yeah, what does it mean when like you have an entire class of people who are just ready to die and that's it? They, they don't have to. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's well, fine. It's fine. Now, what is it? Uh, what's the guy's name in Xanarkand? What's that dude's name? The summoner. Uh, what Isaru? Yeah, Isaru is trying to hustle with Sid to turn um, Xanarkand into a tourist location i uh, love Isaru. donna and uh bartello have split along new yevon and youth league lines and are just like fighting but clearly just like cl- in love with each other still but donna and bartello the are the are the real otp yes Fartidus and yuna no yep. one cares <laughs> yep. uh there's a lot uh, the guado are worried that everyone hates them for trying to basically genocide spira which fair, fair enough. <laughs> but no one actually seems to mind. There's uh, some I mean, question is how much anybody knows, to be honest. Yeah, there's some question I was trying to place together. Like, how much How much did Trommel know? How much was he just the well, biggest Trommel, idiot who's uh, ever Trommel lived? totally knew. But, like, the rest of Spira doesn't know aside from the Ronso. And the Ronso hate the Guado, of course. With good reason, because the Guado killed most of the Ronso. <laughs> but um, yeah. that they're the only people who seem actually messed up about this at all. Yep. 
Um, and the Albed just out here hustling, trying to like rebrand themselves. Uh, well, I mean, they lost their city. They did lose their city, but also they, they lost the weird, like, uh, religious stigma around them, right? Because the whole thing was, they used the forbidden machines, they are unclean, so no one can talk to them or associate with them. Mm-hmm. But now there are machines everywhere. The f- uh, What is the best, like, new Machina edition in this game? Uh, I, I don't have a good answer for you. I have a good funny answer and I think okay. it is it is this it made me laugh every time but they added lifts to the big Bavel walk. <laughs> oh, they totally did, right? <laughs> and you press a button and like the animation takes long enough where it's almost not worth it, which is the double funny part. Yes. They added just a lift you can stand in and it goes along the massive like walk to Bavel Palace and it literally just goes like the, the 10 centimeters to the to the palace like courtyard doesn't take you anywhere. It's yep. not <laughs> useful. They just added these lifts on the water side. I am a big fan of them just putting lightning rods on the thunder planes. No more thunder at the thunder plane. That's that is very good. Yeah. Uh, the machines took all the chocobos jobs. Yeah, no, those chocobos are out in the wild now because no one's using them for anything. Yeah, Clasco will have to deal with them. You know, God. <laughs> the <laughs> returning to all of your friends and Yuna goes around in chapter one and two and meets people and everyone's like, "Do you remember me, Yuna?" And you can always say, "I have no idea who you are," or <laughs> "Yes, I do." And then Yuna will helpfully explain to you, regardless uh, who the person is, uh, is very good. I'm glad everyone is just living in this world, still being cool. Yeah. It's a really good world. There's everyone's good. Yeah. Um, every time Machin shows up, it's oh, a great fuck, time. I love him. Uh, Machin is the best. Also, again. Uh, Trommel sucks on account of just having shit matron voice. Yes, he totally does. <laughs> like, he can't compete. Yep. Uh, the whole matron arc, they, they realize what they have with matron this time, it seems. Though Trommel does get the thing where he realizes that life is worth living through the power of bad music, which is pretty good. Uh, I like when that happens in basically every story. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I have been known to enjoy when life is worth living through the power of bad music. Yeah, no, you especially. Go to inemeo.com. <laughs> That's not the angle I was going to go with this. Learn why life is worth living, the Amory score. <laughs> I was more going to go with I like Evangelion, but sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> They're um, all the same thing, really. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ray um, but not a blue wife? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I was not ready for this at this moment. Now, <laughs> Whew, we have to move on. Yes. Though um, all the Matron stuff's incredible. Matron forgot he was dead. Yes. Yeah. The end of this game reveals Matron's been alive or been dead since the Spiral War a thousand years ago, just hanging around. And he's like just forgotten. Yeah. He doesn't even know where his knowledge has come from. He's just Machin. It wasn't until the story, the song that you sing in the middle of the game that he remembered, oh, I'm a ghost. Whoops. No, it, it, it wasn't the song. It is, doesn't he say it was the song? It's the, it's the handshake. It's when he shakes her hand because he, he, he shook Len's hand. Oh, right. Right, Zanakan. right, right. Yes. Um, That's after, I'm, right after the song though, right? That is, it, it is yes. after the song. Yes, it is the yes. beginning of chapter five. It is the first thing the guide tells you to do in chapter five. Okay, cool. So we all went there first, even though it's last on the list, because we will blindly follow the guide. If the guide told me to delete System 32, I would. (laughs) 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 Oh, you're not wrong. Jesus Christ. I let the 
Jim Mersey or whoever wrote this guy. It could be anyone. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't ready for that. Oh, no, I was not. Uh, but yeah, and then your Final Fantasy characters, like the party you traveled with, mostly just kind of suck now, who aren't Yuna and Ricky, Riku. Like, Kamari's off Yuna being Riku the Ronsos, and he sucks. And Waka and Lulu are married, and they suck. And Aaron's just dead and gone, so that sucks. Um, Titus is gone. He sucks. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't real, so that's fine. Yeah, Titus never existed, so <laughs> I guess he sucks. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but you're looking for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the stuff with Waka and Lulu is especially of a bummer, because I like the stuff with Waka, Waka just fine. Um, like, it's whatever. Uh, but Lulu gets completely ignored, despite being one of the best characters from Ten. Yeah, she literally exists now. to support Waka. It's really, it's a huge bummer. Which is not what she, like, they, maybe they there was, like, a hint of a relationship between these two there, but it shouldn't have gone this much. Like, they are the, you know, the mother and father, you know, gender roles. Like, that's not what those characters were. No, absolutely not. Just put them into those boxes. Ugh. Them, yeah. It's really depressing. Yeah. We, like, Lulu can get fucked. We've got a new goth GF now. Yep. And then there's LeBlanc, who is maybe the best new character to add to a sequel possible. I love her so much. Her, she just, she's in the lady like dress sphere, which is like a, calling it a gown would be generous. <laughs> it's like <laughs> half a gown because most of it has been removed. And, you know, like Donna exists, like the fashion of 10 is a lot sometimes. But this one in particular is ridiculous because it's all like heart and pink themed and it's barely clothing. And Yuna gives her a massage by climbing on top of her. That happens in this game. We mentioned that, does that already. Happen. But also she's got her like questionably, probably racist. Um, extremely racist. Extremely Chinese, racist Chinese. High, like uh, henchmen. And they 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 could be cool. They like voice wise, they're fine. They're yeah, fun. no, they have really good, good dialogue. They've this game dialogue. Ge- this game also has really good voice acting, much like Ten. Yeah, it's got really good like production stuff, and they're like really funny. And then you just look at their faces, and you go like, hmm, do we want to take the draft again on this? No, <laughs> no, they didn't. Do you want to not do this again? Like, oh, look at these people with like really thin eyes, and they're like, hmm, no, just like no, stop this now. Yep. Someone send a note to Square Enix because you're not allowed to do this. Yeah, no. Uh, and then you have the new main characters, which is Payne, Gipple, Nuge, Barley. You, playing this game, were like, oh, I, I hope Nuge isn't evil. I'm so worried that Nuge is going to be evil. I'm sure that's the twist in this game. And it was. Kind of. No, it was not. Because he stops being well, evil after chapter two. Well, no, it's more that like it does the... Um, like the Metal Gear thing, right? Where you think it's one thing, but actually it's all things at once. Uh, I guess I wouldn't describe this as the Metal Gear thing, honestly. I think of that as the end of MGS1. Is okay. My, is when everything falls into each other and every character who could have been betraying you was actually betraying you in seven different ways. Sure, but um, someone being possessed by a ghost is not Metal Gear Solid 1 explicitly. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I more mean that like there are a bunch of characters who could be in league with like th- this thing and they're all like secretly talking to each other and you don't know whose motive is what. And it turns out they were all in the same room at the same time. Like it's... <laughs> They all have the connection. It's all of them. They're all... And there's, it's far more simple than you think by all the, like, mystery and intrigue at the start of the game. And it's just they all knew each other. And also Payne knew all of the whole time but didn't tell you. Yeah, no, she doesn't want to talk about her past, which you respect, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, you, I didn't... Yuna respects. Riku does not respect. Oh, the dynamic of the three of them bullying each other and how that changes over the course of the game is one of my favorite things. Yes. 
Because uh, everyone they, will always bully Yuna, but uh, honestly, Yuna is actually immune to it, which is why it's fun to do. It's so good. Because they bully her so much, because she, she's the biggest doormat in all of Spira. She doesn't actually want to keep doing this and helping everyone, because she's, like, tired. Uh, but she's too nice, so she's gonna do it. She's not, like, anti-helping everybody, she just wants some time to herself. But they just bully her for being a doormat the entire game. But then the, so the best moments of the game are where, when, whenever it reverses and Yuna and someone else team up and bully them. <laughs> Yep. Uh, there's like a moment where they start bullying Pain, and then Pain immediately turns it back on her, and she's like, "What? Really? Me? Was I being mean?" <laughs> and Riku's like, "Come on, you did not lose the advantage that easily." <laughs> yep. Uh, she sure good. did, though. Uh, remember when we were both of us were early in this game, or you were early, and I hadn't finished yet. Where uh, we were talking about like whenever someone asks Yuna for help, the like negative choice is like really weirdly sarcastic. And I was like, it seems incongruous for Yuna. Honestly, I don't think it is. Ac- Maybe this is what Yuna actually wants to say to everyone. Just tell them all to pound sand to get lost. I mean, yeah, that is what Yuna actually wants. Yeah. She just never would because she's yeah. too nice. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yuna does not know how to say no until the very end. That is her arc. <laughs> oh, it's the most triumphant no that's ever been said in all of Final Fantasy. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah. And she Bar- said no one killed God once. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, Nuge, um, is not evil. He is possessed by a ghost who then possesses Barley, so don't worry about it. Nuge is a- we need to talk about Nuge's design, though, because Nuge <laughs> is a problem. Uh, so here's- so- why- okay, so here's, like, the most Nomura design that's ever happened. He's, like, 20 belts. Yes. Uh, a bunch of metal limbs- yeah, he's like, uh, he's, like, he was injured. No, because he was like this before even Operation Meehan. So that's he's, the thing that made me laugh, is that he's, like, walking around with these injuries, and he's got a cane, he walks with a limp. Um, and then at some point they reveal that there was a shooting uh, that happened, and they got shot in Operation Meehan. And the only person who wasn't shot in Operation Meehan was the one who has been injured and walking with a limp. <laughs> yes. He was, he was drafted as a soldier despite having like a metal limb and a limp and a cane yeah they go back to those flashbacks and like oh, i sure you won't have a limp during this and then he's like walking through the battlefield with a limp in operation Mehan, and i'm like yes dude and then he talks about his like history he's like i've been trying to die for so many years now <laughs> uh yep also he wears like a full body like sweater but with a fur collar it's a lot yeah it's the most Nomura design that's ever happened. It's 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 the one I maybe hate the most of all the things Nomura has designed. Oh, no, no. How can you have it in your heart to hate someone living their truth so clearly? No, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't go here. Part of it is that Nuge is voiced by the guy who does Superman in the DC <laughs> animated universe. So he just <laughs> is like the whiniest Boy Scout baby. All I hear is Superman asking whether or not he, why he can't die. And I'm like, I did not sign up for Man of Steel in my Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> I mean, that is, I haven't heard the Superman stuff, but yes, I also get that. Because he's basically, like, gets depression once and thinks it's, like, a profound thing. Yes. Like, Nuge, it's fine, we're all like this. Yeah. This was a world where everyone was, like, under the threat of a, like, vengeful god for a thousand years. You're not the only one who feels sad sometimes. Yeah, no one knows what to do now that it's gone. Don't worry. Yeah. Everyone feels the same, and Gipple gives him shit for this all the time, which is good. Yes, no, Gipple's great. Oh. Maybe the only one of those four people who's got it together. Uh, I like Barrelide, but he does not have it together. <laughs> no, he does not. 
you were like, oh, a new Yevon, they're clearly evil. No, they're just, like, trying to, like, make sure the world doesn't blow up. They're doing a I, poor job of it, but they're trying. I believe what I said was, I was like, oh, new Yevon seem like they're really evil. Like, I've gone to the Youth League, and, you know, they, they just started Yevon back up again. They're clearly the evil ones. And you're like, mm. And then I went to them, and I talked about it, and I believe I directly said, like, oh, they're not evil. They're just idiots. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what if we started up the other thing again? It'll be fine, right? It'll yeah. be fine. No, they, someone told them, oh, did you not know your the Pope had been dead for like centuries or decades and no one <laughs> talked about it? And uh, people need guidance now. And he stepped in and was like, I will be the new Pope. I will make this happen. <laughs> yeah, Jude Law himself. You know. Uh, and then Vagnagon. Do you want to talk about the actual plot of this video game briefly? Uh, sure. So, <laughs> Vectorgun is a magic super-powered robot that uh, was built during the um, Machina Wars back in Zanakend. Uh But for some reason, because this always happens with giant robots, they made it react to emotions... You know. Idiot. Rookie mistake. Gotta yeah. stop doing that. Uh, but because of that, that meant that literally any... like Someone was like, I need to destroy the bad things in the world, so I will have it react to the bad things. But this just means when anyone's mad, it will just like start attacking them. Uh, yes. Or run away. Or like end the universe. Like There's no level that... There's no way to like tell which level it operates on at any given time. Um, so they... But like we can't even use this against sin. Like It'll just destroy everything. So we have to bury this right now. Um... And then, uh, once Sin is gone, uh, the ghost of Shuyin is like, it's my time. It's time to go get Vendigun. Yep. Uh, He's not throwing away his shot. Fuck off. (laughs) He's dead, scrappy, and hungry. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) Oh, this was the worst. How can we keep doing this podcast? (laughs) Uh, So he goes to get Vendigun, and like... Because of the stuff with the Youth League and New Yevon, and basically Sin went away and everyone is still fighting all the time, uh, he's like, fuck this, we don't deserve to be alive, the conflict will only cease when we are all in the far plane. And I'm like, yes, it is one of these games. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, all of these games just have this show up at some point. Yeah, this um, is Seymour's plan basically exactly, so... I mean, it's everyone's plan from every game, from yeah. every anime. Oh, I know. But even the mechanics of this particular world, which are kind of weird about everyone dying, it, the bad guy had this exact same plan last time. I mean, it's because the mechanics are so specific that there's really only one plan you can have, and you can do it any time. You could try this again. There is no time that someone couldn't try this. The far yeah, plane is fair. right there. That's true. You can go visit it. You go tour the far plane. <laughs> you sure can. Yep. Um, and then uh, the like a climax of the game is him... Like controlling Vengnagun, and all nine people go down, <laughs> uh, go down to stop him, uh, which is uh, Nuge. Oh, uh, well, I guess um, Barrel is being controlled by Shun at this point, so it's Nuge and Gipple in the far plane, uh, Yuna, Reek, and Pain, uh, and also uh, LeBlanc, Ormi, and Logos. And you all fight the big robot, um, which would have been really cool, but then you have to fight. Uh, everyone else's part like you split up and fight one part of the robot each but they all fail because you need to have a boss fight against all parts of the robot yeah you're not a, they're not main characters and this is a final boss so I was hoping for the power of teamwork to destroy the robot no I mean the power of teamwork will give you comedy bits before you destroy the robot <laughs> yes which is fine I'll accept that uh, but then Nuge is like I have a plan uh, because he's Nuge and he's tormented from life and his plan is to take the ghost of Sheen into himself and then like kill himself in order to uh like stop this cycle forever uh 
and can like basically sacrifice everything to stop the bad thing again. Yes. Uh, uh, and he lays out this plan. He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll drag him into the far plane with my own dying breath or whatever. And everyone's like, well, this is as good a plan as any. And then it cuts to Yuna who has been quiet and thinking during all this. And there's like a brief pause of a couple seconds as she's mulling this over because everyone is deferring to her because she's the high summoner who stops sin. And she looks at him and she's like, I don't like this plan. It sucks. <laughs> and yep. it's the greatest thing a Final Fantasy character has ever said about the plan oh, to save the world. so good. <laughs> It does suck, to be fair. Yes. What if we just... I mean, because that was the thing last time, is that um, they got to... uh, They got to Zanakind. Yeah. And they were like, wait, we just have to sacrifice ourselves over and over again. This sucks. We have to stop this. Um, And then they did... And it was like this awful thing. Uh, and everyone, she like gives out a monologue like, this is an awful thing that we did. And I had to watch all the Aeons die. And everyone tells me what a hero I am for this. Yep, I killed uh, all of my, the Aeons. I, my, the person I loved disappeared because he never existed. <laughs> hey, when that happens. Yep. Uh, and she's basically like, e- everyone thinks I'm a hero for this. And it's the worst thing I've ever done. We are not going to start up this again. This like... Otherwise, what was the point of it in the first place if we have to keep sacrificing ourselves for bullshit? We can't just have a new thing um, and uh, resolves that this will not be the day that everyone, that Nuge dies and sacrifices himself for the good of all uh, and they will win with love because this is also Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Um, but the like, mechanics of this are really good. Yeah, and uh, then you fight the giant gun dragon and uh, Braska and uh, Jekt and Auron cheer you on during the final boss battle. I know. <laughs> not Titus. No, not Titus. He doesn't exist. Even though Jekt also doesn't exist. Look, we don't ask questions. Uh, actually, remember, because Jekt fuses sin, he kind of exists more than anyone should. Well, did did Oren exist? Yeah, Oren always existed. Oren's from Spira. Right, Oren went back in the first place. Yes. Because Dream Xanarkin's like a real place that existed before they killed Sin. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> the mechanics of this are always fuzzy. Yes. Um, oh, it's great. So I, uh, I really like this game's, um, like the way at this final cutscene, uh, it essentially brings its. Th- so I've always known that, um, you know, people hate it because it's the girl game, right? Uh, yeah. But that was like very intentionally made clear at the end though like the gendered lines this is drawn along like a bunch of dudes who are like like in love with the glory of sacrificing themselves for everything who've been wanting to die forever and yuna like you know person who's spent her entire life like talking to people with empathy and trying to figure out a better way is the like person to stop them i like the like lines that comes along i gone eh, comes along i can't talk and it's a problem for podcasting <laughs> uh, but i like how intentionally that broke down i was not expecting it to get that literal at the end yeah uh, as the boys try to kill everything and the girls refuse to and save the world yeah no there's n- no reason to keep doing this yuna knows better than anyone how little that accomplishes yeah oh that speech is so good it's really moving yes yuna is the greatest character in all the final fantasy there's no argument i don't even know who would be number two uh i mean there are characters i like like more yeah um but like uh, in terms of like arc and what the character's about, like you know, the hero of Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasies are in, like good games with interesting characters, but nobody has the arc and nuance that she does. Uh, like 
I love Cloud. I love Final Fantasy VII. But he goes from a person who isn't real to someone who barely knows how to cook breakfast. Like yep. he's uh, he's useless. He's always been useless. He like gets by on hard and his friends. Squall yeah, is I like, like competent. I like Squall, but Squall's whole thing is maybe don't be a dick to fr- your friends who love you. <laughs> yeah, me yelling at that the entire game and him being like, "Yeah, all right." At the end. Yep. Uh, he had to almost stop existing to realize this. <laughs> Look, it takes a lot sometimes. <laughs> I like, I like those stuff. I like, you know, I like when the the games are about the sad boys and it's like, you know, their huge climaxes as the world cla- collapses around them. But Yuna just coming to that over the course of two games and refusing to let it happen is, oh, yep, like right on the edge of another boy willing to take this place again. Yeah, um, it's so good. Uh, and then you get one of multiple endings you could get in this game. I don't think I've even seen the uh, the non-Tetis ending. So, so as you leave the where Vegnagun was, which you like walk through the far plane to do that, because Vegnagun took like a portal through the far plane, uh, you walk past like a field of flowers, uh, and there is the Bahamut Faith, the like little boy in a hoodie. And he's uh he's like, oh, Thank you for doing this. You've saved everyone. You saved Spirit once again. Would you like to see him? Uh, this is if you don't have like 100% story completion. And Yuna, you get the option. Yuna's like, yeah, sure, or no. Uh, and when I played this, I was given this option and I said no. And he's like, oh, would you like to see him one last time? And she's like, no, I don't need to see him. I He's with me all the time. Uh, and walks away and is just like happy and free on her own. And then it's just the final cutscene is her on the airship with her friend like riding on top of it or whatever. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Uh, That's so good. You got the version, I assume, where you see him, but he is not brought back, right? No, he comes back. But you, you, uh, you don't even get 100%, so you didn't see the one where he comes back at Besaid and you're like... No, 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 that, that's in the good ending. The, the, the perfect ending is the stuff at Zanakind. Oh, right, okay. Because the perfect ending is an ab- utterly meaningless scene of them hanging out at Zanakind. It doesn't mean yes. anything. But I yes. did see him at, uh, um, at Besaid. Right, 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 right. Um, so you want which to describe is, that ending for people? So how that goes down is, um, uh, so the like the actual ending of the game is uh, Nuge and Barrelai and uh, Gipple being like, sorry for fucking up everything and trying to start a war. We didn't mean to. Also, we were all friends the whole time. Our bad. Uh, <laughs> we didn't tell you all that we had been friends for years, kind of, I guess. We almost died together once. That counts. Like, I, like I'm mixed on the like weird political themes of this game because they're basically what if we could all just get along but also yes. the fact that all the leaders of this like these warring factions were already friends and just didn't tell anyone that's fair enough <laughs> yeah it's really not what you're here for um so that that all goes down and uh, they're like well yuna's not here because she, she doesn't actually want to be a fucking leader because this sucks <laughs> um and she's on the, she is on uh on the celsius and it cuts to um and she's i think she's we get the stuff with her friends and then uh uh, T just like swims up um, uh, by Besaid and the Celsius flies over uh, and Yuna like jumps out, dives into the water they run and they hug and they have a tender moment and then it turns out the entirety of Spear has come to the beach led by Waka yes <laughs> who finds it very funny yes uh, which is, is true, it is true um, and then she's like it all started when I found that sphere of you and then I cry, and then it's the end. Yep, this is her story. Oh, so that's the thing I liked. Is that I, the whole time I was like, I don't think she should see Tears again. The whole point was her learning, like, that she is more than this. And, yes. I mean, she already knew at the start. Like, she, 
is a weird character to have chase him because she is already more than Tidus ever was. Who yes. he was nothing. He didn't exist. Well, also, <laughs> like she's the person who was willing to sacrifice herself, and then it turned out someone else had to do it, and she had to live with that. Yeah, uh, and and so like I get why like thematically I think I would go with the second ending more, uh, the yes. other ending more. But I liked the way that this changed the focus from my boyfriend's back to I get to tell my boyfriend about the different person I've become now because he's like you've changed. And he's like I've got a lot to tell you. Uh, and it wasn't like I need to go back to who I was when I met Tatus. It's like oh, I yeah, need to no. tell Tatus about everything that's happened. And that was a, that was really moving. Yes, it definitely is handled really well considering how when you say oh Tatus comes back how that sounds We're like oh <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Like, there's no, like, they hit the best possible thematic note they could possibly for what is, like, essentially bringing my old boyfriend, like, teen boyfriend back. Yeah, like, he could have done a jack shot out of the water and then stood in the surf and been, like, kept you waiting, huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, I can see it as well. Yes. I can, like, see the animation in my head. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> they sure could have, but luckily they didn't. They did not, know. She's just like, I'm a much cooler person now. Uh, and Tidus is like, you sure are. I'm not even real. Yeah, <laughs> except he is kind of now, I guess. So the the thing was, they used the fireflies to make his memories into a real, pu- whatever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, he's, I guess he's still not real, but since there's fireflies around and Shu Yin's not controlling them, they can just make him real enough to, like, be alive with her, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it was good enough for Machen for a thousand years. It's good enough for anybody. It's true. Yeah. Who are you to argue with Machen? No, no, I am not anyone to argue with Machen. <laughs> and back in Zanakans, he was a Zan. He played for the Zanakan Abes. <laughs> oh, God, Machen's so good. Uh, Lady Yuna. <laughs> and uh, I think that, as they say, is that. I think that's it. Uh... So, there's so many just like NPCs you didn't even get to. It's, the game's very sprawling. Yeah, but those are all the ones I have really fond feelings about. Owaka. Who cares about Owaka? No one, I don't. No one I, is... actually, I actually think Owaka's really shitty in this game, so. I mean, he's literally high. Like, he. I mean, he gets set up by Rin. Yeah, but the way he treats his, like, cousin or brother or whatever, I don't remember, is really bad in, in Chapter 5. I didn't see that because I didn't pay off his debt because I couldn't get a million gil. That's fair. Because <laughs> that's not just that's just not happening. Yeah, I had to get a million gil by chapter three, and that's not. I had about twenty thousand, maybe. I hit escape, and I went to <laughs> uh, change parameters, and I said, "Give myself max gil," and then paid it off. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. Yep. How do you even pay it off? Do you, is there a button to click pay it off? No, you, you have, have to. to you have a... to buy items. Yeah. From... Oh. So what I did was buy ninety nine of the most expensive thing, turn around, and sell it to the Hypello, and then buy ninety nine more. You have to do that like three times. Hypello oh. uh, content in this game extremely high. I like the Hypello a lot, even though they're basically literally just Jar Jar Binks. Uh, there's a bit where she like responds to the Hypello, uh, and she's like going, "Sure, we will do that for you." And I'm like, "You know, that's racist. You can't do that." <laughs> uh, there is a bit, however, where they summon a Hypello army to do uh, PR for your concert, and that's extremely good. <laughs> we basically talked about this entire game without really mentioning the concert scene, which is uh, like the most iconic. It's like the it's the equivalent of the um, the lake scene, right? Yeah, it's the one of the best cutscenes in all of Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot. Yes. Uh, it's it's amazing. The duet is good. The song is good. The cutscene narrative itself is like really emotional and good. I love yep. it a lot. 
it's it's uh, the game's good when it's and not, then right after know, it Machen gives you a like 10 minute monologue about what you just witnessed which is especially good <laughs> i uh, i would be so much more okay with lore dumps than anything if they were delivered by Machen. yeah i know i know well that is it that's it we've talked about the video game you know, you know frustrating experience but well worth revisiting yeah like i didn't have like i didn't enjoy myself for the majority of the time but the stuff that like the actual stuff that was good was luckily like incredible yeah play it on pc if you're gonna play it holy shit yeah just play it on pc um go through like some of these guys are like i'll watch it on youtube but actually i think that like the experience of going around spira a bunch of times is important like the way it recontextualizes what was essentially uh, like a straight line and a sense of place into we invented planes and now you don't feel a sense of place anymore it's really good like once you once a a, a place becomes a menu and you can just go anywhere you're like experience they they don't feel connected in the same way and yeah. i like how it like very organically portrays how like we invented machines have changed has changed like everyone's experience of what spirit is location yeah it's good stuff. back uh with questions if you want to send us email uh comments questions anything you want about video games you can send to the podcast abnormalmapping.com we have four questions for this i have not read these questions so my apologies as i summarize them briefly uh let's see essling wrote in with uh my experience memory surrounding final fantasy 10 2 is the game was rather maligned when it was released but it's since turned into a game a lot of people remember fondly and generally like was this the case for you is there any other games that come to mind that fit this description um, I mean, like games that I didn't like and now like, or games that were liked and now are liked by everyone. Games that were maligned at the time and you think very fondly upon. Oh God, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know there's lots of them, but I literally can't think of any. Like I don't know, people really were shitting on the Yakuza games for years and then didn't. People were really shitting on the Monster Hunter games for years and then didn't. Like there's a lot of games like this that have now had their time. Um, Especially when, like, the lens of what a good game was was so narrow in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of, especially, like, Japanese genres that uh, some people were into but didn't, like, catch on in mainstream games press have had their, like, time in the sun now that, uh, like, time has moved on and everyone, like, it's a bit wider now what people, like, talk about. Yes. Everyone, everyone likes the Dynasty Warriors game. No one thinks they're amazing, but everyone will play one with their favorite theming and have a good time. It might just be the weird corner of games Twitter we're in, to be fair. Do you think there are still people posting on the forums like good? Absolutely. Like Zelda and Fire Emblem changed that for a lot of our like friends and people we know, but uh there's definitely those people still joking about Dynasty Warriors. In the bad way. Uh, I I guess. I don't know. I, for like, me, this is for me, this is every first person shooter ever made. Because remember when we started this podcast, I was like, I don't like first person shooters. I don't really play them. They suck. And now I don't like play a lot of them, but I have a good time when I do. It's because you only play the good ones. I try really hard to only play the good ones. I try really hard not to play bad games. That's true. <laughs> yep. That is true. Um 
I will say though that even when this game came out, there were people who really liked it. Uh, I played it in 2000, I guess it probably been about 2005 and really liked it early 2005 because I was in my first year of college, but it was spring. Uh, and, and so there's always been those people and the people who remember it really fondly are like, this is a fantastic game. I think some of them maybe should go back and play it and remember the stuff that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, because like it's all basically a lot of great stuff contained within a game that is not made for humans. It's just not. It just isn't. Yep. Um. All right. So our next question uh, is from our good friend Crass. Oh God, what do you want, Crass? <laughs> what would you like to see as a Final Fantasy X spinoff game? Oh, this is a normal question. All right, Crass. I underestimated you. <laughs> we laugh Crass is maybe the person who has delivered the most obnoxiously shit posting emails into this account uh, I love Crass this is yeah. all done with love Crass knows but everyone else should know as well yes um, uh, so what was I get with the, who should lead it or what should no, be the what, game? what should be the next Final Fantasy X spinoff game um, I mean just in Final Fantasy X 3, I guess. I don't know. This game ends, until Titus comes back, this game ends like they could just have another adventure. Uh, Crass uh, floats the idea of a character action Auron game, hang out with Jack, no. do cool flips, probably something with spheres. Dirge of Cerberus 2, like, fuck off. I want a, uh, I want a life sim with Donna and Bartello. Hell yes. Yes. I want to just, like, live the life of Donna berating Bartello, trying to be very cool, but is actually just sad that no one loves her enough. Relatable. Bartello does. Yeah, but he shows it in really stupid ways. If only he could do anything other than yell, Donna! Yes. <laughs> oh. uh, Rosa sends in, if another Final Fantasy were to get a sequel in the same vein as Ten Two, which would you want it to be? Uh, sequel? Hmm. Um, I liked, uh, the after years. I would like to see another Final Fantasy four, I think actually. Oh, you like the after years. I never played it. I like, want to play it. It's not great, but I think it does interesting things. Uh, and if they took a more modern sensibility of like what they were going to do with the story and it wasn't built to be a Wii U thing that you buy five parts of, uh, mm -hmm. or a Wii thing or whatever, it would be a better game. It yeah. feels kind I'm of disjointed. To... Cause like my gut reaction was to say, um, a remake of Final Fantasy six, but, uh, that's that's not the question. It's the sequel. I would like I, I would it. like the after years version of six. I think that'd be interesting. I I guess I would, but I don't want. I don't know what that would be. That world is so. But then I guess four was so like yes. everything was pat. Like all Final Fantasies before. Uh, I mean, even ten, everything ends very pat. Yeah, uh, these are hot, like usually like world spanning um, confrontations that have uh, all been very wrapped up, and that's why ten two is interesting. I, yep. Like, what is the most interesting world? Um, I guess I'd like to see an eight two. Uh, so the follow-up question: Are there any modern Final Fantasy games that shouldn't have sequels? Absolutely. I not. mean, seven. Uh, nine is my answer. And seven and nine. Yes, yeah, seven and nine. What you I mean, seven nine? has a sequel. It's a pretty decent movie. It if you don't care yeah, about that, and it shouldn't exist. I mean, yes, I know. He flies up in the air and fights Bahamut. We say it every time. It's fantastic. Yes. The Turks but... are in that movie. They're good. Yes, but Cloud. It. Everyone forgot who Cloud was. I know. I'm still sad. Um, I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Mother's Mimetic Legacy. It's all, you know, there's some moments. <laughs> yeah, there's some moments. Um, but nine is I the actual answer because nine is not a, like, I would like a nine game that's about Freya, but that's it. Like, that's all I want. 
I mean, if like for an eight a hypothetical eight sequel, I wouldn't want that to be about school. I don't want anything else about eight ever again. Like leave eight alone. I would like to see what happens. That, that world is not. That world has now a bunch of military schools that just exist for, for no purpose anymore. Third person action game starring Laguna. You know or get it. Dirge of Cerberus 2, but it's Laguna now. <laughs> the worst see, that's future. Good. The, the Auron one is bad, but the Laguna one is good. This is my stuff. <laughs> no, this is this is the worst. I am the other way. I would play that Auron game. If I could just hang out with Jekt, if there's just like a date, dating simulator about dating Jekt, please let me do that. I thought you were going to say if there's a Jekt button. <laughs> <laughs> press my jack button to talk to jack at any given time that also yes that too <laughs> hey what's up jack uh, nothing it's I don't really fucked anymore. up that a game named dream daddy exists and it's not about jack that's my take <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> delete this podcast <laughs> we have, have not recorded one of these for seven weeks <laughs> uh and then jasmine writes with our final question uh how often do you give massages to your arch foe um every day really I have really bad hands, so I don't give massages to people I like, so. Um, I just, I, the problem is that that email just made me remember the time that that happened to Death Note, and then I'm, now I'm sad. Do you have jobs lined up for your favorite Warriors of Light from other franchises once they finish stopping the apocalypse? Um, so not from Final Fantasy, or from other in the franchise? You know, you can pick whatever you want. Oh, so just heroes of any game, what do they yeah. do? Yeah, I'll accept that. Um, oh, I should have prepared for this. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, Dante already runs a shop. What is Morpheus doing now that the war is over? Um, sh- you, you, wait, I was thinking of video games. <laughs> what is Morpheus what? doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is Morpheus doing? He's just sad. Yeah. And not in the, like, he's sad, but it's very profound way. I mean, the, everyone walks like, that's Morpheus, I guess. Look oh, at him he's, he's about- Orth God Love. Yeah. No. Hmm. No, he's not. He is not. He is not Oath God Love. You what take happened? That back. What, what was, was Morpheus's life like now that the war is over? Oh, quiet. Did that other guy die? Did the shitty captain die or did he realize that Morpheus was right? I forget. He realized was. Morpheus was right. That's the and, true victory. And he's with, he's with, uh, what's her face? Oh, Ni- uh, Niobe? Yes. Matrix. Oh, God, I need a better, f- I need, I need an actual good, um, what? I don't know. Well, you see, like, Cloud runs deliveries for Tifa. Right, no. <laughs> I mean, Cecil became King of Baron. I don't know. Things go weird for everybody. Um, if Zeta Gundam hadn't happened, what would everyone be doing? Amuro would be a really strict and power-hungry school teacher. I, uh, Amuro clearly became a toy magnet and made Haros for the entire universe. <laughs> I like the idea of Amro not becoming an actual cop, but becoming like an essentially equivalent cop in another job. Yes. <laughs> Too cowardly to become a real cop. No, absolutely not. Cops um, are given guns, and he was given the biggest gun of all, and decided it was scary. <laughs> it was scary. He's going to yep. teach kids. Yep. Um, uh, God, I don't know. Well, if we get back to us on this. this is a good, maybe we'll talk about this on another podcast. We won't. No, we won't. Uh, that's it uh, for questions. Of course, podcast on remapping.com next month. Jackson, we have probably two episodes unless something really goes bad with our scheduling. I mean, it might. There's a lot of stuff going on, but yes, uh, we do have two episodes scheduled. So around the middle of the month, our next game is going to be Ape Escape 2. Ape this Escape is 2. a patron chosen episode, but I think it's just going to be you and me doing it, right? Yes. 
Okay. Um, you can get that on your PS4. It's on PSN. It's in widescreen. You get achievements. It's it, you know, it's nice. Uh, I'm, I've it's been like a real it. video game. It has achievements. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been pay- I've been playing it. I have uh, thoughts that we will see when we record that in two weeks. Um, I'm nine percent through according to the save file. Well, doesn't seem like it's very long. Is it a game we will have to be 100% through? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I doubt it, because I think they're tracking how many monkeys you catch, and you don't have to catch oh, all good. the monkeys. Oh, We're good. Yeah. I never know what a percentage means, because some games complete at, like, 50%, some it games... Seems, like, it seems like the game, like, that percentage is, like, your 120s in Mario 64 kind of percentage. Okay, that is the problem. that is the way I tend to go with that stuff. Yes. Yes, I want the games to be able to be completed at, like, 70%, and then I feel very excited about having done that. Yep, for sure. Yep. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, Jackson, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter. I am at Headfalls Off. You can find uh, M at EM Being. I don't normally introduce you, but I decided to today. Your Twitter yes. is EM Being. Underscore, uh, underscore Being, thank you. EM underscore Being. That's why I don't introduce you. <laughs> I think this is find... sabotage. You have so many followers, more followers than me, and you're still sabotaging my account like you don't want me to be successful. Oh, please take my followers. <laughs> you can have them <laughs> it's, i guess i will tweet something like attack on titan is bad and then a million anime ne- like tweet has over a thousand retweets and anime nerds yelling at me every day you know i don't because understand I just how you've thing. become this person it's really sad it really is i'm morpheus you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find uh other podcasts at abnormalmapping.com including the amory score which is a podcast where we go through Everything to do with Cohen and Cambria, it's some real bullshit. Uh, that is at uh, inemail.com. Uh, and uh, you and Kyle have just released episode two of Repertory Screenings. Yeah, uh, it is, is a movie, movie podcast. You can find it at repertoryscreenings.com. Uh, if you want to learn some stuff about like marginal queer film, Kyle is setting us up for an education. So, Hell yeah. Um, we are also on Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash normapping. For $1 a month, you will get the Great Gundam Project, where we watch all of the Gundam. We are just this week starting Double Zeta, which is the third series. Uh, please look forward to that. The first episode will be free. It'll be up tomorrow when this comes out. Uh, so you can go to YouTube and check that out. Or you can even, I think it's going to be on the Patreon free also. Um, and for $10 a month, you will get VoIP Life, which is me and Jackson goofing around on a microphone uh, twice a month. Um, we're recording that after this. It's going to be a time. Uh, and you can find out what gotcha I put money into today for the first time ever in my life. Okay. I didn't even know you had, you were (laughs) going to bring that. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's everything. I think, uh, of course, please tell your friends about our podcast. Um, word of mouth is important. You, you, you know, review on iTunes. I don't know. Everyone on my podcast is like, Oh, you need to do that. I've reviewed three podcasts in my entire life. I listen to hundreds of podcasts. Send but, out a Hypello army to tell everyone of our coming. Well, if you can do that, I would uh, thank you very much. Uh, you would be my new best friend. Um, but do do your best, please. Thank you. And we will be back in two weeks for more video games because we're back playing video games regularly again, I guess now. That's true. Shit. Fuck. I know that you're hiding things Using gentle words to shelter me were like a dream but dreams could never
Yeah, I'm still the floor. 